There's a message I'm going to preach that God placed in my heart. Never preached it before this way. And before I preach it, I just want you to high five three people and tell them I'm on my way to the palace. Maybe high, maybe high five four people and tell them I'm on my way to the palace. You may be seated. You may be seated. I want to give you the title of the message to you today. Here's the word of the Lord. We're under the series, Bruised But Not Crushed. And here's the title of today's message. The robe covers you, the dream carries you, and the pit confirms you. I'll repeat that. There is a robe that covers you, a dream that carries you, and a pit, a testimony that confirms you. The robe that covers you, the dream that carries you, and the pit, the testimony that confirms you. I need a commitment, a little bit awkward. We usually don't do this, but in order to save some time, can you give me your word as followers of Jesus that this week you will read Genesis chapter 37? Raise your hand. We just saved eight minutes. Not eight, but we, we saved about three, four minutes, no joke, because the entire chapter regarding the life of this man, I'm gonna give it to you, point number one, the robe covers you. This is the life of Joseph. Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his children. Here's the story, quick synopsis. We have a man named Jacob we talked about in the past few weeks. Jacob, the one that wrestled with God. That Jacob had a son, his name was Joseph, multiple sons. One of them was Joseph. Joseph was his favorite. That's not Sam Rodriguez, that's the word of God. Joseph was his favorite. Matter of fact, he favored him so much. Imagine you having a bunch of brothers and all of a sudden, your parents say, you know, out loud, your parents, because all the parents here, we shouldn't get in trouble. Jacob, out loud, said, you're my favorite. You know how parents claim they never have favorites? All right, let's, let's pivot here. Let's go. Uh, we're not supposed to have favorites, but some people do. I, I don't have any favorites of my three kids. None, for the record. I don't have any favorites of my three kids at all. Why the smirking? I have just. The dad comes along and says, he's my favorite. So he places a robe, a robe on him. Let me have my robe. He placed a robe, and you put that robe on me. He places a robe on this man. You give me a chain. This is some straight up Joseph Versace looking, multicolor robe, bougie walking. Look at this. They pay, this is not my robe, by the way. I got one from Target at home. <laughs> it surprised you, it actually do. So this, so this is, a, they placed a robe on him. They placed a robe. The robe was indicative of the favor. So of course, what took place? This guy had a robe, and then he likewise started to have a dream, the dreams that came from God. And he began to share the dreams. So Joseph comes along and says, I have this robe. Thanks, Dad, I'm your favorite. Oh, by the way, I had a dream, and in the dream, I'm speaking parenthetically now, I'm paraphrasing. In the dream, all I saw my brothers serving me. Yeah. <laughs> and the brothers went, no. <laughs> what? What? And then he said, I have another dream. And in that dream, I saw my brothers and my parents. <laughs> and the dad went like, what? 
But the dad went, well, what? But let me think this through because you are favored. But the brothers came along and said, no way, man. This guy's with his dream and his robe. Let's kill him. Let's kill him. We're going to kill him. I mean, all he had to do was like, you know, block him on Instagram. But no, he wanted to kill him. He took the next step. Let's kill him. So Joseph approaches the brothers. They conspired. And in the conspiracy, they come alongside. And they're about to kill him. And he has a brother. Joseph has a brother named Reuben. One of the brothers says, whoa, 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 whoa. That's our brother. We can't kill the brother. I'm not going to kill my brother. Let's do this. Let's place him in the pit. Let's put him in a pit, see if he dies there. And Reuben did that with great intentionality for the purpose of coming back and rescuing his brother. Reuben was trying to protect his brother with the pit. He did that. So then again, they stripped him of his robe, put him in the pit. And the rest of the story is he ends up inevitably in the palace, second in command to Pharaoh, saving God's children from a famine that inevitably all the way down ended up with God's children entering the promised land. What does this mean for you and I? Number one, there's a robe that covers you. A robe. It's just a story about a man with a robe and a dream. This is a story about a man with a father who favored him and brothers that hated him. It is a story about a man who demonstrated we can go through the pit and still get to the palace. This is a story about a man who was bruised but not crushed. This is a story about a man who discovered they can take away your robe, but they can't take away your dream. Once upon a time, there lived a man named Joseph. Joseph was a hard worker serving his father and his brothers. Joseph's father, Jacob, loved and favored him above his siblings. As a result, Jacob placed a beautiful robe on Joseph. Let me have a Joseph. Here it is. Joseph, let me put this on you. Started from the bottom, now you're here. <laughs> so, no, 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 okay. Humility, Joseph, humility. Pride kills purpose. In God's word, a robe speaks to the forgiveness, freedom, and favor of God. From Genesis to Revelation, those that stood out wearing robes stand identified as priests, kings, queens, and God's children. Spiritually and prophetically speaking, everyone here, if you're born again, if you're online, you wear a robe. Because we are what the Bible says we are in 1 Peter 2.9. We are God's chosen and special people. You are a group of royal priests and a holy nation. God has brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light. In other words, we qualify with the same identical titles of those that carried and wore robes in the Old and New Testament. What does this mean for you and I? Here it is. Jacob placed a robe on Joseph to distinguish him. Jacob placed a robe on Joseph to separate him from his brothers. Jacob placed a robe on Joseph to publicly demonstrate the favor. Yet the same robe that affirmed favor, the same robe that confirmed distinction, the same robe that shouted, I am special, likewise made Joseph a target. You're going to get this by tomorrow morning. It made Joseph the object of jealousy, envy, and hatred. It provoked a pushback. The same robe that told his testimony triggered his siblings. We all have robes. We all in Jesus, with Jesus, for Jesus, carry our heavenly father's favor. 
just like Jacob favored Joseph, you and I are favored from our Heavenly Father. You have a robe that covers you. You have a robe that says you're favored. Isaiah 61 verse 10, I will rejoice greatly in the Lord for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has wrapped me with a robe of righteousness. Luke 15, 22, when the prodigal son came back home, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Revelation 22, 14, blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have right to the tree of life. Permit me to reiterate, just like Joseph, we wear a robe. We carry our father's favor. We are special. Just like Joseph, we wear a robe. We carry our father's favor and we are special. Our father in heaven favors you. Psalm 84, 11, he bestows favor and honor. Our father in heaven calls you, just like Jacob looked at Joseph, the apple of his eye. Zechariah 2, 8, for he who touches you touches the apple of his eye. I love this. Our Father in heaven says you are his masterpiece. Ephesians 2.10. I want to remind you, I don't care what anyone told you. I don't care if it was growing up in school, in your life, anyone who ever talked down on you, anyone who just blasted a word against you, anyone who cursed you, anyone who gave you a title, a descriptor, an identifying marker, contrary to what the Bible says. I'm going to tell you what God says you are. You are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ so we can do good things he planned for us long ago. But here it is, just like Joseph, God's love for you and God's favor upon you triggers the haters and hell. I'm gonna repeat that. So I, I'm just, mm -hmm. the idea you can be a Christian and you don't trigger hell to push back. It, it, you can't you can't have it both ways. If you carry Jesus, wherever you go, devils and demons are gonna be stirred up by your presence in that place. If you carry Jesus, your atmosphere is gonna respond because you carry the favor of the Father, the favor of the Son, and the favor of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? What does that mean, Pastor Sam? What God has placed upon you upsets the hell that is around you. I will repeat that. What God has placed upon you upsets the hell that is around you. What God has placed upon you upsets the darkness in your family, in your friends, in your generation, in your nation. What does that mean? You carry truth and the truth upsets the lies. You, you carry love and love upsets the hate. You carry peace and peace upsets the anger. You carry light and light upsets the darkness. Joseph's brothers conspired to kill him and strip him of his robe. What does that mean for you and I? If you're going through a season right now as we speak, where a circumstance, people, your atmosphere, your thoughts currently are attempting to strip you. If you're going through a battle right now where something is trying to strip you, rejoice. Stop whining. Stop complaining. Do you understand that if hell is trying to rob you, it's only because you carry the favor of your father and you carry... You may not even be aware of the magnitude of God's favor upon your life. If the enemy is coming after you, it's because you have favor. If haters attack you, it's because you have favor. So, the National Day of Prayer. We were there, God showed up. It's all God-ordained and it's beautiful. But prior to the National Day of Prayer, right aiming towards, I posted something. Now, I need to put this in perspective. As you well know, again, only by the grace of God, 1 Corinthians 15, 10. 
with what we do, with what I do in Hollywood and in Washington, I avoid controversy. I avoid it like the plague because I want to be able to have access to these platforms to shine the light of Christ. So in other areas where some of my fellow pastors and friends get involved, but if it's prophetically necessary for us to speak truth to power, I will not shy away. But there are other areas in the periphery, in the minutia, and that I just avoid. But so I don't go on my social media, if you follow me, and, 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 and post like these controversial things. I post powerful, affirming, a, a positive, biblically substantiated, prophetic truth of God's word, and stuff about my family, and man, what did I do? I went on Instagram, and this is what I posted. Now, again, you follow me, right? We have over a million followers combined on Facebook and Instagram. I, I don't post things controversial. I, I don't even put on people who I hang out with that split people one way or another. I just, I put this. Don't let people put an identity on you that Christ has removed. That was it. I'm going to do it one more time. Don't let people put an identity on you that Christ has removed. Do you know what happened? Instagram red flagged me. I haven't been red flagged. I've been shadow banned, but I never got a public red flag. Instagram, and I know we're streaming right now on Instagram. Instagram put a red flag and said that what I said was dangerous. That what I said needs to be checked. What I said threatens people. Well, Instagram. Hey, Instagram, I love y'all, but I'm not backing down. I'm gonna tell you why. You should have never done that because your red flag will never be more powerful than the red blood of Jesus that washed me and gave me my identity. I'm here to tell you right now, the blood of Jesus defines us. The word of God defines us. The anointing of God defines us. I'm not defined by culture. I'm not defined by government. I'm not defined by opinions. I'm not defined by boycotts. I'm not defined by cancel culture. I'm defined by the Father. I'm defined by the Son. And I'm defined by the Holy Spirit. I'm defined by all my... If anyone here is defined by the Lord, somebody just give God praise. Jesus defines me, which means with great due deference, I am blessed and not cursed. I am the head and not the tail. I am the righteousness of God. My family is not going to hell. If that stirs you up and it puts a red flag, so be it. But the red, crimson blood of Jesus is much more powerful than the red flag of Instagram and Facebook. Are there any questions? Yeah. You have that robe that covers you and then you have a dream that carries you. Here it is. When Joseph arrived, he arrived. You know, he had a dream and a robe and he arrived and, and they, they came and they found him. Verse 23, when Joseph arrived, his brothers ripped off, ripped off is the wording there, stripped him of the beautiful robe he was wearing. They stripped him of his robe. They stripped him of what was accessible. But here's the thing, they stripped him. Come, I need a couple of guys up here. Where's a couple of guys here? Anybody here? Did anybody 
Where can we get? What happened to? Was Jason raptured? Not you? Where's Jason? Did he leave? Here. <laughs> so they take off the robe. Take off this guy's robe. They really ripped it off. They they took the robe off. They removed the robe. They stripped him of what was accessible. But Joseph did not just have a robe. Joseph did not just have a robe. He had something else. He had something else. What did he have? That, what else did he have? What else did he have? He had, he had a dream. One night Joseph had a dream. Genesis 37, verse 5, verse 6, listen to my dream, he said. Verse 19, when they saw him coming, they knew him for his dream and said, here comes the dreamer. Verse 20, aha, this is what the brothers conspired. If we take away his robe, we're going to kill his dream. We'll see what becomes of his dream. They try to kill him. They try to kill his dream. They stripped him of what was on him, but they couldn't strip him of what was inside of him. Watch this. They, they, they removed the robe, but they couldn't touch the dream because he, he had a dream. Joseph was defined by two God-ordained impartations. He had a robe, but he had a dream. One of them was visible. The other one was invisible. One he carried. The other carried him. One was accessible to his haters. The other was accessible only to God. I'm here to tell you today, remind you, exhort you. I'm here in Jesus' name to deposit this word for someone. First John 4, 4. What you have inside of you is greater than anything that was inside. Everything what God has placed here is greater than anything you have out here. You have something inside of you. Your dream is bigger than your robe. I'm preaching to someone now. Your dream is bigger than your robe. What, what you, what, there's a dream greater is he that is what that is what that is what say it out loud greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world greater is he that is inside of you than all the devils and demons outside of you greater is the anointing that lives inside of you than all the adversity in front of you greater is the word that lives in you than the world attempting to corrupt you greater is the holiness of God that is in you than the sin attempting to attach itself to you our God is greater I said our God is greater our God is greater they took away his robe, but they couldn't take away his dream. Some of you have been through a journey just like Joseph. You've been just like Joseph. They took away something that was accessible, but they couldn't take away what was inside of you. Some of you have been through that. You've been through storms and valleys and issues where they took away the stuff here, but they couldn't touch the stuff inside of here. Right here. What does that mean? They took away your happiness, but they couldn't touch your joy. They took away your money, but they couldn't take away your riches. They took away your house, but they couldn't take away your home. They stripped you of a season, but they couldn't touch your destiny. They touched your reputation, but they couldn't touch your character. I'm here to tell you right now, put a smile on your face. You may have lost your robe, but you have your dream. And I have great news for you. There are things the enemy will never be able to take away from you. I'm going to repeat that one more time. There are things in you and in your family that the enemy will never be able to take away from you. Hell cannot touch your salvation. I said hell cannot touch your salvation. 
Hell cannot touch your deliverance. Hell cannot touch your healing. Hell cannot touch your eternal, your new, or your abundant life. There are things the enemy will never have access to. They took away the robe, but not the dream. Not the dream. Somebody say, not the dream. He'll never have access to the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you. There's not a devil in hell or a demon on earth or a human being that will ever have access to anything Christ purchased for you on the cross and delivered through the empty tomb. Aha, John 10, 29. Because everything Jesus gave you, everything Jesus placed inside of you, everything Jesus placed upon you, he did it with love, for love, and ass love. Therefore, nothing will be able to take it away from you. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. Romans 8.38, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. That's why you need both a robe and a dream. Hear me. There's a bunch of people who lost their robe and died spiritually and prophetically because all they had was a robe, but they didn't have a dream. And what you have inside of you must always be greater than what you carry outside of you. What does that mean that they lost? It means this, you need both a calling and the character to sustain the calling. You, you need a gift, but the grace of God to sustain that gift. You need to have both the talent and a righteous testimony to sustain the talent. You need a plan, but you need God's purpose to make that plan a reality. Here's the word, get ready Sacramento, get ready for Northern California, get ready California, get ready America, because we're about to hear the world yell out, here comes the dreamers. Dreamers are dangerous. Dreamers cannot be stopped. And I'm, I, I'm gonna pause right now and go this route. Some of y'all, your dream was shattering. You went through relationships and storms, self-inflicted, externally driven, and that dream fell apart. Here's the word of the Lord. That relationship broke your dream. God says, dream again. That season placed the lid on your dream. God says, dream again. And now I feel the Lord here. That sin, that failure to kill your dream. God says, dream again. So you're saying, Pastor Sam, I want to get my dream back. No, God's not going to restore. He's not going to give you the same dream you had back. Matter of fact, not only does God say, dream again, God says, dream bigger. Hey. Stop asking God to give you what you lost. God wants to give you something bigger and better and larger than the stuff. Is this for anybody in this house? You're not getting back what you lost. Stop praying, give me back what I lost. You're not getting back what you lost. You're getting something better and bigger and larger and more impact. If this is for you, give God a shout of praise. Dream again, dream big, dream large, dream anointing, go beyond you. Does anybody have a dream for their children and their children's children? Somebody dream big. Does anybody have a dream for their generation, for their community, dream big. Dreamers are dangerous. If you have a crazy dream, raise one hand. If your dream is so crazy that if people would hear it, they would think you're crazy. If you have a dream for you and the people you love that is so big that if people would hear it, they would think you're nuts, raise both hands. Ha, ha. If you believe that dream will come to pass, 
If that dream is in perfect alignment with the Word and the will of God, if that dream was induced and produced by the Holy Spirit, Joel 2.28, Acts 2.17, He gives you these dreams. I'm not talking about the kind of dream you have when you eat too much Chipotle. I'm talking about the kind of dream the Holy Spirit places inside of you. I'm preaching to someone right now. I have a dream that Sacramento will be saved. I have a dream that San Francisco will see the glory of Jesus like it has never seen the glory. You're not hearing me. I have a dream that our young people will prophesy and our children will lay hands on the sick. I have a dream that awakening is coming to America where people will line up to get to God's presence and say, Jesus is Lord and Savior. Anybody have that dream with me? If you have a dream for your children, even if you don't have children yet, raise one hand. If you have a dream for your children's children, if you have a dream for your health and your holiness and your calling, raise up both hands. This is why the devil hates you. Because you have a robe and you have a dream. Here comes the dreamers. All the dreamers, we're done. All the dreamers. Where are you at? All the dreamers, where are you? They took away his robe, but they couldn't touch his dream. How many have ever been through a season where all you had was your dream? Anybody ever been there where you lost everything else and all you had was your dream? You were, you were fighting depression, anxiety, fear. You were fighting yourself and stuff from outside, but all you had was what? That's a, the vision God placed for you to go beyond the now. The dreamers, the dreamers. This church is full of dreamers. The dreamers, the dreamers. Dreamers, dreamers, dreamers. When a dream comes from the Holy Spirit, undergirded with God's Word, in perfect alignment of God's will, that dream will come to pass. I'm done. I have to show it, Sean, because it happened. Come up here, Jace. This really happened. They robbed them. Dr. Garza just took the rope and they took the robe away. They left them just a man with a dream. And they placed a man with a dream Watch this. Go ahead, do it. Let's. They placed him in a pit. Watch this. There was a man with a dream in a pit. Have you, is there anyone here who can look up here and say, I've been there? Is there anyone here who has ever been in a pit 
where no one could see you and you were in your lowest place. But even though you were in a pit and no one could see you, you still had a dream. 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 We look at this and we go, God, oh, that pit season was so horrific. Watch this. What if I tell you the pit is not what you think? What? No, watch, ready? The brothers, Jophis is coming. The brothers get together and go, we're gonna kill him. We're gonna kill him. Reuben shows up and says, no, 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 no. Don't kill him, I have a better plan. Instead of killing him, let's put him in the... You missed it. The pit protected him. No, you're still not getting it. What you went through was not the devil trying to kill you. God shielded you from the assassins of your... Does anybody know what I'm talking about? That thing you went through was God protecting you from the assassins that wanted to kill your destiny. Is anybody here grateful? Is anybody here grateful for the things we went through that protected us? If you're grateful for the storm that shielded you, you have so much favor, God will use a storm to shield you. You have so much favor, they put you in a fiery furnace and the chains that were on you melted in the fiery furnace. Ah, the pit protected you. Lift up your hands. Don't curse the pit. If you're God's child carrying God's favor, filled with God's dream, and he permits you to go through that pit, don't curse the pit. He's protecting you from assassins and elements. We're done. Stand with me. Dream again. Dream bigger, dream larger, dream more. Dream again. When you carry the favor of the Lord, even your pit serves to protect you. When you carry the favor of the Lord, God will use a storm to shield you. When you carry the favor of the Lord and you're filled with God's dream, God will use the process to prune you. When you carry the favor of the Lord, God will use adversity to release a new anointing upon you. I'm going to repeat that. God will use the adversity against you to release an anointing upon you. I want you to look up here for a moment. A dreamer in a pit. No robe, naked, vulnerable. But he had a dream. And the dream was still with him while he was in the pit. Can you lift up your right hand? 25 years ago, I would have cursed the pit. 30 years ago, I would have cursed the storm. But now I've learned, don't curse the pit. I know the sovereign God that I serve is both the God of the valley and the mountaintop. The God of the desert and the promised land. The God of the process and the same God of the outcome. The God of the pit and the God of the palace. What you went through, God permitted. Actually, God used it to protect you from the enemy attempting to kill your purpose and your peace. 
God permitted you to be hidden in a pit in order to protect you from the assassins of your destiny. But Joseph did not die in the pit. Joseph ended up in the palace. Joseph made it to the palace. And just like Joseph, you will make it to the palace of the high place of the fullness of God's purpose for your life and for his glory. What does that mean? With both hands up, God's about to use your life to bring people to him and into his kingdom like never before. Your life is about to become a primary conduit for salvation, deliverance, and healing through the finished work of Christ. No joke. How do I know? Because you have a robe that covers you, a dream that carries you, and a testimony that confirms that you and your house will make it to the palace. Somebody shout if you got this word.